You are listening to motivational quotes and inspirational life stories from real life people just like you. I'm your host, Victoria Johnson. You can learn more about me and my number one best-selling book at victoriajohnson.org. It's time to share our experiences and motivate and inspire you. So let's get started. everyone. I have Julia Poro with me today. Welcome back for another episode. I wanted to let you know all about Julia. She has always had this idea that, you know, there was more, there's more out there for her. And, and, you know, she kind of went through life looking for things that she knew were for her, but weren't quite exactly filling that need in her life. Something was always missing. And she'll tell you the story about that, about how she managed to fill that need and to learn what it was that was making her feel like she was different or separated or anything like that. And uh, she is from Milan, Italy, joining us today. I do want to share her contact information before we get started. So if you're following along, you can check out her website at the very same time. Her website is the julioporo.com. I'm going to spell it for you because it's a unique spelling. G-I-U-L-I-A-P-O-R-R-O.com. And she has a Facebook group called Reclaim a Journey of Self-Love. On Instagram, you can find her at the underscore G-I-U-L-I-A-P-O-R-R-O. So welcome to the show, Julia. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it is wonderful to have you. And I have really enjoyed learning a little bit more about you through your website and through the things that you do. And I know that you're absolutely passionate about helping people find their self-worth. Yes, that's correct. (laughs) Can you share with us the journey that brought you into that career? Yeah, sure. As we were, you know, chatting, you know, before the recording, I've always had like this pretty normal life, this average life in which, you know, everything was going like pretty, pretty well, you know, Mm -hmm. no big obstacles, no big trauma, no big deals. But I've always felt this this kind of voice inside me telling me that I could be more, that I could experience more, that I could have more, you know, and this kind of led me to find myself in a lot of situations in which I kind of felt out of place, you know, I -hmm. felt some kind of discomfort, I felt that something was off, you know, with me that I was wrong, that I was you know, that I had to be fixed in some ways, you know, because, you know, every job that I was doing uh, wasn't the right fit for me. And, you know, also with friends, yes, with some friends, I got along very good and very well, but with some others, they just couldn't get me. So I kind of felt weird, you know, maybe in a good way, you know, because I didn't lead me, you know, to, to being depressed or, you know, to having like super negative thoughts. But I was kind of like, hmm, there has to be more for me, you know, there has to be more, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, and I just was looking for, for my worth and for love in all the wrong places. You know, I think that's a really good point because, and and I'm sorry to interrupt your story, but um, I think so many people, I know it was true for me. I felt I was different. I felt that there was something about me that other people didn't have and and not in a positive way. Like it was more (laughs) of a sense of not belonging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And maybe because, you know, I'm, I'm very curious. I'm a multi-passionate. I get bored very easily, you know, so I couldn't stop, you know, with things and with people and with experiences in general, mm-hmm. with jobs, 
you know, not to mention jobs, you know, so regular jobs. So I always felt this way and I was looking for reassurance in some ways. So I was looking for love, you know, in other people and I was looking to be accepted, you know, I was looking to, to belong like you said. And then eventually I found out that, you know, all the answers were ultimately in me. You know, I had to look better in myself. So I had to work on myself. I had to, you know, dig deeper and and stop giving all my power, you know, away to to other people, which maybe were were good people, you know, they they didn't mean, you know, to, to harm me or, you know, to be bad people with me, but they were just they were just people and they weren't me, you know, so it wasn't efficient for me. It wasn't productive for me to give them all this responsibility, all this power of making me happy because yes. I am the one who who needs to choose to be happy in the first place. And so once you had that realization, what were the steps you took to, mm-hmm. you know, getting on that path of self-discovery yeah. and building up your self-esteem and your self-worth? Yeah. Well, I decided that I wanted to be a coach. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, not necessarily because I was very, you know, aware of what a coach does. I had, you know, I had worked with a counselor. So I had in some ways, you know, an idea of what, you know, a supportive person work like, you know, but, you know, counselor is something very different from a coach. Can you tell us more about that? About the differences between counseling and coaching? Yeah, well, a coach is more future-oriented and a coach helps you to set goals, okay? I don't like to call them just goals. I call them goals with soul or, you know, Mm -hmm. goals with feelings or feelings goals. It depends. You know, I'm not very... I'm not that focused on tangible goals, on performance goals uh, because I'm not a business coach. You know, I'm not a performance coach. I'm a life coach and, and... self-worth coach. And a counselor is more like a therapist. Okay. So when you work with a counselor, you, you may need to work with him, with him or with her for maybe two years or three years. I mean, it's a slower process, you know, Mm -hmm. it is also concentrated on your past, you know, so they will, you know, dig deeper on your, maybe on your family patterns, or they will let you stay, let's say, stuck you know, for a while in order to really explore what is going on with you. While a coach is more fast, is more rapid. He has a more, you know, rapid intervention, you know, and it doesn't mean that, you know, working with a coach, you, you know, you suppress your feelings or you just need to switch mood and need to switch feelings in 10 minutes. It's not like that, of course, but it's more oriented to make you shift, you know, in a more empowered, in a more reactive mode okay well as a counselor takes everything more let's say softer in a softer way in a slower way yeah okay that makes perfect sense to me another thing that i recognize in the for myself and the differences with working with a coach or working with a counselor is that when i'm working with the counselor we seem to be more on the counselor's agenda and Mm -hmm. uh, they kind of set Mm -hmm. the tone and the pace yeah whereas Uh with the coaches i find that as a coach myself and having been coached what usually happens is we let the client, you know, kind of set the agenda, the focus, and then, you know, we really report them as peers, really. Exactly, exactly. And of course, we can share in some ways our expertise, but, and we don't need to hold anything back. Of course, we're there to serve them like in the most powerful way. So they lead the way, but, you know, they have me as their, you know, accountability partner. So I'm there for them to see what maybe they cannot see for themselves. 
you know? So, yes. Yeah. I love what you've shared there. And I agree too, short-term, but not too short, you know, because exactly. you want to actually see progress. And I think that's something important for the listeners to realize one yeah. or two coaching sessions is not going to do you any favors. You know, no. you're going to need several coaching sessions just exactly. to make sure that you're seeing the results that you want so that you as a consumer are very satisfied. And especially when it comes to building something like self-worth. Exactly. It, <laughs> yes. That doesn't happen by snapping your fingers. Exactly. You know, there's, there's mental <laughs> patterns that need to be changed yeah. as well uh, with new ways of thinking. And yeah. so can you tell us some of your, without revealing any confidential information, of course, like what are some of the things that, it, big breakthroughs that you've had in coaching? Wow. I've learned how to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. And this is something very important that I work on with my clients. Can you tell us more time. about that? How you do learn to set boundaries? Yeah. Well, as you said, Self-love doesn't happen overnight. So everything that we do as life coaches, as worthiness coaches, it takes time. It's a process, you know? And so I think that our clients need to know that as well. You know, they need to be aware of the fact that it's going to be a process. It's a self-discovery. It's a journey. It's a process. It's an exploration, you know? Mm-hmm. And exactly like, you know, with self, with boundaries, I mean, if you had them for 30 years, you cannot expect them to just, you know, go away in one night or in one month. So it takes practice. Okay. It really takes practice. So I learned that actually setting boundaries for me was a way not only to love myself more, you know, to respect my identity and to respect my values, to respect my desires, but also to respect others even more, you know? So I came to the conclusion that actually boundaries are about love and not about, Mm -hmm. you know, distance or about, you know, uh, being apart. So boundaries are about love. It's a way for you to be really centered and to really be aligned with yourself and also give other people the possibility to connect with you on a more real level, you know, on a more true level, you know? So this is what I found out. I love that you've shared that because that's so important. (laughs) I think a lot of times people just automatically think when you say boundaries, they picture walls going up. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And it's not about the walls, you know, it's it's about really, yeah, of course, it's protecting yourself and protecting what you value the most. But it doesn't mean that you do that, you know, out of, of, you know, fear or out of, you know, I want to keep distance or anything like that. It's really a way to share your most authentic identity and your most authentic values with also other people, you know? Mm -hmm. And so this is something that needs to be learned because it's very hard for us as women, especially to go in this modality of, you know, I come first, you know, my desires are, you know, my priority, you know, it's always, you know, we need to please others. We need to help others. And it's very common, I think in every, Mm -hmm. in every society, in every country, you know, it's, you know, in the developed countries, it just works like that, you know, can let's say blame society, education, religion, or whatever, but it just, it's what it is, you know, so it's maybe not that useful, you know, to look for the person or the, you know, institution or the thing to blame. It's just what it is, but it's up to us to really rewrite the story and really, you know, come back to our power and really decide what is good for us, what it's not, you know, and we will, you know, again, about the process, we will fail, we will have good days and bad days. It's really a process. But when we try and when we are committed to really setting healthy and effective boundaries, which come from a place of love, then I think that 
I mean, it, it's possible. It's really possible to shift your life and to transform your life in a good way, in a big way. Absolutely. What are some of the tools you use to help your clients to shift their life? Wow. <laughs> I mean, coaching is such a big thing, you know? I mean, coaching could be everything. Like coaching is such a creative tool. It's such, you know, an amazing thing that you can use with your clients. You can use NLP, you can use meditation, you can use journaling, you can mm-hmm. use, you know, questions for self-reflection. You can use all sorts of exercises you can use a breathing, you can use visualization, you can use whatever, you know, it really, I think this is a very amazing thing about coaching because it gives you the chance to be creative and to really connect with the other human being in front of you, you know, so you can really offer the person that you have in front of you so many tools. I mean, if you have them and if you're willing as a coach to explore different kinds of tools, different kinds of exercises, you can really give your clients such a powerful experience that that is amazing. And I really think that it can transform lives. And of course, you as a coach have to be willing to go deep as well as your client. You know, this is, I think, something important to say because, you know, sometimes when a coaching program maybe doesn't give the the expected results, then the client says, oh, well, it's your fault. You are my coach. You know, it's it's your fault. You should have, you've promised or something like that. You know, a coach shouldn't be promising anything. (laughs) But then, I mean, we are there to support your clients. We are there to walk with them. We are there to challenge their thinking. We are there to keep them accountable. We are there to make them dream bigger. We're not there to do the work for them, you know. Right. That's right. Everyone has the client exactly has the responsibility to right. choose and the responsibility to really commit to a coaching program and commit to themselves, you know, ultimately. Because you know, investing in a coaching program is ultimately an act of self-love. Right. And it's an act of, of respect for yourself. Well, and I think too, that one thing I've noticed is that sometimes people will come into a coaching program wanting to fix the people around them so that their life will be better. And you make a very good point. The only person that we need to work on is ourselves yeah. and that only we can work on ourselves. Other people can't do that for exactly. us. Exactly, exactly. Now, I know that you're an avid reader. What are some of your favorite books along the coaching practice or the, the healing practice, the learning to love yourself? I think that every book that helps you really getting in touch with yourself, really connect with yourself and you know with your body are great. So everything that will help you maybe meditate, even if it's 10 minutes a day, they're great. You know, everything that helps you meditate, everything that helps you breathing in a good way, you know, because we need space. You know, I think that space is really where the most magic things happen, you know, because if we rush, if we put everything on our to-do list, if we run here and there, there is no space. Mm-hmm. We, we don't have the time and the space to really connect with ourselves and to accept ourselves like completely, you know? So I think that meditation and breath work are good ways to really get in touch tune into your body. So they are great. Another book, which I think is very, very great is by Tara Moore. It's called Playing Big. Playing Big? Playing Big. Okay. And Tara Moore, you said? Exactly. Exactly. Then let me think. Well, everything by Steve Chandler. I mean, Steve Chandler is like the best coach ever. (laughs) So yeah, I would say uh, Steve Chandler's books are amazing. One in particular that I have that I read like one day is called Crazy Good. 
Okay. I haven't heard of Steve Chandler, so I'm going to be checking that out myself. Yes. Yes. He's amazing. He's amazing. (laughs) He's he's an American coach. Yeah. It's great to have all of these different resources for ourselves and also to offer our clients. Now, this is going to be a a loaded question here, but can Mm -hmm. you tell me what the biggest difference has been in your life when you went from that place of feeling like you didn't belong and that you Mm -hmm. were somehow different to... Mm -hmm you know, fast forwarding to that place where Mm -hmm. you are in a position where you feel like your self-worth is overflowing and your Mm self-love is overflowing and now you're helping others do that. Yeah. Well, to be honest, there are days in which I still feel that I don't belong, but I have come to a place in which I accept that. Mm -hmm. So I think that this is like radical self-love, like really respecting myself, the good days, the bad days, and my failures and my successes. So I'm human, you know, yes. so I will, yes. I will fall. I will make something wrong. I will upset people. I will fail at something, you know. So uh, whenever that happens, I don't come anymore from a place of guilt, from a place of shame, from a place of there is something wrong with me, wrong with me. But just, you know, that's how it is. You know, I will get better. And, you know, this is just a bad day or this is just a bad something, you know, so I've come to a place in which I can accept myself. And, Mm -hmm. you know, all my, in all my complexity, in all my, you know, holistic, being a holistic human being, which is made of mind and body and and soul and feeling. So yeah, that's it, you know, so really accepting myself would be the best thing. And of course, having found my purpose, having found my path of helping others and living Mm -hmm. the life that I want to live, of course, makes all the difference. But, you know, the good thing about self-love and also the hardest thing about self-love is that you need to love yourself exactly when things are not going like you want them to go. You know, because it's very easy to, you know, you have accomplished something, you've had a success and you're super happy, you're proud of yourself and you love yourself so much. This is great, but it's it's easy, you know, Mm -hmm. but you need to love yourself when things go sideways. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I think that self-acceptance piece is something that we really need to embrace on the good days and the bad days. And self-acceptance does not mean that we're like, oh, you know, I only got 20% of the stuff I wanted to do at work done today, but that's okay. I love and accept myself anyways. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not about letting things go. Self-acceptance is just like you said, just loving and accepting ourselves in all of our humanness. I exactly. really appreciate you sharing that and reminding us all that it is okay <laughs> to have those bad days. And exactly. you know, whether it's with yourself or with a family member or your relationship with food, whatever it is, you know, we are all human and loving ourselves and accepting ourselves in our humanness is a huge part of reclaiming our power and building our self-worth. Yeah, so. totally, totally. And it takes time. So please, if you don't see results in 10 days or in 21 days, like, you know, <laughs> with the affirmation thing that, you know, your life will transform in 21 days, just keep going, you know? Just keep it, it, going. It's an ongoing process. We are women in progress women in the process of, you know, self-growth and self-development. So we're all here. 
Let, let's well, play, you know, like <laughs> we're here. It took us a long time to develop the negative thinking patterns. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, to transform those patterns takes some time as well. But being consistent and, you know, planting that seed and then nurturing it Mm -hmm. and watering it and providing it with the sunshine and everything that it needs to help it grow is really key. And doing it with a coach just makes everything grow that much faster. It's it's rocket fuel. Yeah, it's really rocket fuel. And, And it's not because of the coach. I mean, yeah, the coach could be, you know, very good, a very good coach and, you know, in asking questions and supporting you and challenging you. But he's just, you know, he's a catalyst. He's someone who facilitates the process, but it's really up to you. So if you're ready and if you're willing and you find the right coach, then, you know, magic can happen. Absolutely. I just want to give your contact information again before I close with a motivational quote. And uh, your contact information is, a website is thejuliaparo.com. So T-H-E-G-I-U-L-I-A. P-O-R-R-O.com, your Facebook group, Reclaim a Journey of Self-Love. Is that open to the public, that Facebook group? People can just yeah, join? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Excellent. Sure. So Reclaim a Journey of Self-Love on Facebook and on Instagram at the underscore G-I-U-L-I-A P-O-R-R-O. So it has been wonderful having you on the show today. I love that you have explained to people the difference between coaching and counseling, also Mm -hmm. what coaching can do for them. And the piece about loving and accepting ourselves no matter what is absolutely priceless. So thank you so much for sharing. My pleasure. My pleasure. (laughs) Thank you. I'm going to share a quote that is from Carl Bard. And actually I had read this earlier this morning and while you were talking, it came back to my mind. Mm -hmm. So I thought I would share it now says, no one can go back and make a brand new start. Anyone can start from now and make a brand new ending. Wow. Love that. I love love it too. Yes, yes. So thanks again, Julia, for being on the show. And uh, I really appreciate all that you are doing in this world. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. And thank you listeners for joining in. Thank you for joining us today. It is my true desire that you have been inspired and felt a sense of connection with the words being shared. If you have an inspirational story to share on how you have overcome adversity and created an exceptional life, please visit my website, victoriajohnson.org. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you again next time.